Hey, it's Sebastian from the Metal Gods Meltdown, and tonight I'm joined by... My name is Rick. I'm from Reeking Aura. Play guitar. And I'm Big Will, the vocalist of Reeking Aura. <laughs> Can you tell me a little bit about Reeking Aura, and where do you draw your inspirations and ideas from? Okay, well, um, Reeking Aura is comprised of uh, six members who all uh, have kind of like a, a long history here in the New York and New Jersey underground metal scene. Members of Unearthly Trance, Gray Skies Fallen, Afterbirth, Thetis, Blame God, and, and the list goes on and on and on. Um, and this is kind of like our pet uh, old school death doom uh, raw grimy project that we kind of summed up over the last few years. It's been a, a big dream of ours um, to all collaborate together. And uh, here we are, um, I'd say three or four years down the line after we first started writing material with our second release, which is our first full-length album, uh, Blood and Bone Meal. So that's that's kind of like the long and short of it. Um, it's an it's a old school death doom band. Um, and we're very interested in plants and, and agriculture on this album. So that, that's, that's, that's yeah. about it. Okay, so Reeking Aura is a really cool name. What other names did you think of? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, the quick, the quick uh, version of the story that's going around is we started with a different name, and it was Crimson Dusk, extremely dark and evil name that we had. Uh, and uh, it was going to be Swedish death metal that we were going to play at the time. So, you know, we were going to – that was our little thing there. And then one day – we were getting ready. We got the band together finally after a few years of talking about it. And uh, one day we, uh, somebody had mentioned or I don't know, maybe somebody. Oh, it, there was a death metal episode of South Park and uh, the band on South Park was called uh, Crimson Dawn, which was very close to the name we were going to use. So we were like, you know, what? I, I don't know how long how, how long do things last in, in uh, people's minds anymore? You know, they say 24 hour news cycle. So people might have forgotten about it after a couple days or whatever. But we just said, let's change the name before we even get started. So uh, we did that. And then there was a um, a list. Uh, Ryan uh, Ryan actually sent me the list of names that we had chosen. Like we're, we're narrowing down uh, these these names, uh, and they were pretty pretty bad, man. They were all pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. So we we settled on Reeking Aura. We're happy your attention, dude. It grabs your attention. It does yeah. the job, you know. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I, I I gotta say, since we're talking uh, to somebody from over there in the UK, I always. The, the word reeking, I always uh, think of in my head anyway as an homage to Carcass, who are like a supreme influence, I think, on all of us. They're amazing, Carcass, yeah. I saw them in Fangarola before the madness in 2019. I got to see them in uh, 2013 at uh, St. Vitus Bar of about 200 people. I was right up front for that. That's awesome. And, of, of course, I saw them in 1994 at Lemoore. When they were uh, with uh, on the Heartwork tour, so that was awesome as well. Amazing, man. Yeah, okay, so old. Blood and Bone Mill has been out a short while. What's the response has been like so far from your fans and even the media? Well, we're discovering that we might actually have fans. Uh, people are <laughs> uh, kind of digging the album so far, and uh, most of the uh, the press so far has been positive. You got a couple of people, you know, they say what they like to say. They have everyone's got opinions, and of course, we're open to everyone's uh, beautiful opinions. But uh, it's been mostly positive. We're happy. We we were yeah we were confident in the album, and we thought we were putting out something quality. But um, 
there's a lot there's a lot of people who are seeing things the way we see it uh in, in that way so we appreciate that support man we're really, sometimes you put out an album you're not sure if people are going to get what you're doing and um for for some reason people really really getting what we're doing so it's awesome excellent i love the video for make sure i get this right pyramid shaped plow is captivating i love that so how about doing a full like sort of film for the whole album oh that's actually a, a cool idea uh speaking of the video well, one of our uh, friends uh, a gentleman named craig rossi from a band drift into black a former bandmate of mine uh he's the one that puts these videos together for us and um he just kind of does this on the side and and it, he's developed a nice skill and he's pretty fucked up in the head sometimes so he can come <laughs> up with cool shit i guess he's you know he's got he's on there with us he's he's doing some crazy shit so uh we're gonna um i just asked him yesterday because uh when the vinyl comes out in november we're gonna like to have another uh video ready for that uh release there and so he's gonna do another one so what song that is is uh is for us to know and for everyone else to find out in november oh yeah the album even the album artwork that's amazing so you're going to be doing it on vinyl as well so that's even better right have that framed at home the album cover yeah it's gonna be uh yeah if you see behind me there's a seven inch uh it's a little dark in here but there's a seven inch of one of my, my other bands uh releases and i got so but that 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 album cover that we have um, really nice uh jan uh charlatan i i can't really pronounce jan charlton he's awesome he's on our instagram uh you can follow him you can find him and follow him there he's a great uh watercolor artist that will discovered and we right. bought that painting uh we bought that painting from him and uh it's gonna it's gonna look nice on some merch too brilliant so what are your plans tour festival wise and would you like to try and get over the pond oh of course of course without question um <laughs> we're we're slowly we're we're kind of like on this uh slow build right now in terms of playing live we um uh, we just announced a local show here on Long Island uh, in support of this new album. That's going to be September the 3rd. It's a matinee show at 1 p.m. Uh, at Amityville Music Hall. And then uh, we're not we're not announcing anything yet, but we were definitely making some plans to go out of state and go around the United States a little bit more in, um, uh, I'll just say this fall and winter. And, you know, hopefully build from there, man. It would be great to play uh, your regional metal fests and to come over there to uh, the United Kingdom and to, to greater Europe and anywhere else, man. You know, of course, um, the thing about this band that it also plays into a little bit about your last question with the music video. Who's, who's dog? Who brought the dog? Ah, man. Let me see. <laughs> like in, go, like in like Ghostbusters. Go, like Who brought yeah. the dog? Sorry about that. Try to mute. This is a new mic, and I don't understand why it's not muting. I didn't think your dog was that big, Rick. Great Pyrenees. Well, I would just say, but yeah, in terms of the video and in terms of us playing live, the whole band is spread out across New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. So it's just a little bit tougher to get the logistics sometimes. you know. Plus, some guys have young families. We're talking to some close friends who might fill in on an instrument for a show here or there if need be. Uh, so we're, we're trying to fine tune everything to get out there, definitely, especially now that we see the support the album's getting, man. You know, people are really uh, endearing us to to want to come play in their area. So I appreciate it. I mean, we're getting like a lot of feedback from Europe and I mean, Belgium, Sweden, that sort of area. 
I've noticed uh, from all over the place in Japan also a lot of Japan uh, Japanese tweets and things of that nature it's pretty it's pretty crazy man so uh, but yeah I, I uh, it's been a personal goal of mine to perform um, in the UK and overseas you know one of these years been doing it a long time hope hopefully one of these days will be great man uh, I'm going there next year to uh, actually see Camel perform. Right. Yeah, hell yeah. I'm going to the, uh, yeah, by myself. I'm going there, flying there. I'm going to see them coming back. I got front row. Yeah, it's going to be the best. That sounds amazing, dude. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, then. So when you go out on tour, if you could share the stage with three bands that are alive, who would you have with you as your bucket list? Wow, wow. Rick, Rick you want to go first? Do you want me to, to, to spit off a, a hot three off the top of my head? Uh, my Dying Bride. Nice, nice. Well, oh, we're talking about this band. I'm sorry. We're talking about this band. I thought we were talking about our own personal, like, guys here. So, Reeking Aura. Oh, that's different. That's a different thing. Uh, my my suffocation would be uh, one. Wow. Wow. Uh, from Long Island. Uh, local local flair. Um, you know, legends of, of the area. Um, Will, you could take one here while I think of another one. I got my list right here. I like to I like to do things right out of, right off Go my ahead. gut instincts. And Go my ahead, gut instincts, I said reeking aura. What bands would we be like the the sick package tour in no particular order? The the booking agent could figure out the order. I'm not going to get involved in that. But bloodbath, deceased, oh, oh. autopsy. Wow, bloodbath, deceased, autopsy. Yeah, and it's a, okay. it's a wrap every night. Yeah. Every Sign night. me up. Sign me up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We'll open, of course. I mean, Jesus. Obviously, obviously. we'll set up their equipment. How about that? Obviously, we'll open. Yeah, I'm we'll not even sure what order you go after that. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds amazing, dudes. All right. Um, so, what's the best concert you've ever been to? Wow. wow! Wow! Best concert I've ever been to was the first concert I ever drove to after I got my driver's license. It was uh, September. It was September 1993. Merciful Fate headlined on In the Shadows tour, and opening was Anacrusis right before they broke up, right after Screams and Whispers came out, and Cathedral went on after them, Cathedral on the uh, uh, Ethereal Mirror tour, yeah. and then also after Cathedral was Flotsam and Jetsam. So wow. when you and I was seventeen, I just turned seventeen. I got there, got my car, and I, it was it was the shit, man. It was like holy shit, yeah. So that was the best show I ever been to to this day. I I cannot beat that. Rick is the master of of concert stories and all that stuff. Rick Rick, Rick took full <laughs> advantage of growing up in New York City in the eighties and nineties. Yeah, he's got a lot of stories. Yeah. If I had to pick one concert, like the the thing that always jumps off the top of my head, the most fun I ever had probably was Maryland Death Fest two thousand and four. I think it was Maryland Death Fest two thousand four. I remember seeing Macabre um and this huge circle pit that that certain that was so I I would yeah. say Maryland Death Fest two thousand four and if I had to pick a set it would have been Macabre. So that's my little that's personal that's answer. Absolutely fantastic, man. Okay, so what about your other bands and what are your, what are your plans with them at the moment? Are they just all on hold? Uh, no, we're all we're all pretty active in our other uh, other projects as well. This is really our other bands, <laughs> so you know it's is how it was how it started. So um, my other my other band is called Gray Skies Fallen. It's like a doom metal kind of stuff, and uh, we're recording a record now. 
and uh, getting that ready to shop around, see how that goes. It'll be our sixth album or seventh. I don't, I don't remember. We've been around for quite a while. We've got a few right. releases out and stuff. So that's what we're doing. And uh, another project I have is with our bass player, Tom Anderer. It's called Brave the Waters. It's very atmospheric, just instrumental kind of uh, uh, dreamy uh, stuff, atmospheric th- uh, material. And then we're going to get ready to hopefully record later in the year with that as well. Excellent. And um, the the breakdown on my bands would be um, uh, Afterbirth from Long Island. We're writing our uh, album that's going to be out on Willow Tip Records hopefully next year. Uh, Exsanguinated, which is also with the drummer Sam Sharrick of Reeking Aura um, and some other local musicians. Uh, that's uh, more of a, do- a doom death metal band as well in a different uh, flavor. We are writing some material and recording material and planning some shows, Exsanguinated from Long Island. And four, including Rick, four of us in Reeking Aura are also in the grindcore band Buckshot Facelift, which is on kind of hiatus for a while. Um, right. So Reeking Aura is, is occupying us for that for that time. And I think that's about it. I also have Heavy Hole Podcast, if anybody wants to hear me interview death metal bands and things like that. If you were a musical instrument, what would you be? Hmm. Mm. I would be. Oh, what's that? Don't say what. Don't say flute. <laughs> okay, no, no. Even though I like camel and they use the flute in there, but uh, I wouldn't use a flute in my band really. I would be a guitar because it's the most awesome instrument to play, especially in metal. So that's that. Um, the the first thing that popped into my head was was drum, like a drum kit, maybe like a um. A floor tom, I like. There's an, an, an anatomical resemblance going on, <laughs> and uh, and I would have to make some sort of like bellowing low end sound. I think so. I think, and I could take a beating. I could kind of, you know, I would take pride in getting through the night, getting beat on, but but um, still still doing it. Yeah, yeah. So okay. they, I, I would be a, I would be a floor tom from a drum kit. Love <laughs> it. It's simple. <laughs> right then, the next one then. If any of the songs from your album appear on a soundtrack or a movie to whatever tv series which one would you choose and why harvesting the hatchet uh just because of the way it starts uh if you hit play on that song it just sounds like coming out of the gate like i don't know how to describe it like instant uh action you know what i mean so i i, I picture if so you say that like an action uh, scene or something where uh, you hit play and that song just starts and some some jerk offs are running after each other or some shit like that and that's you know shooting each other that's it. <laughs> I I would uh, I would, uh, I would uh, concur, concur with, with Rick. I'm getting a little, a little feedback, feedback from somebody. somebody. Is it? I don't know. I, don't know. I, I uh, but I, I would concur with Rick, with Rick about that. I think like the harvesting the hatchet definitely. definitely sounds like the beginning of like maybe like the howling or children of the corn or some sort of classic old school horror movie you know okay so net you've been in bands for a while then what's the most outrageous thing you've ever done in metal in in general in metal yeah the most outrageous thing um the most outrageous thing i mean when i was younger and i used to perform in older bands i was in we used to um we used to get drunk before our sets and and be real sloppy. I mean, outrageous. I was never one for truly outrageous stunts like other people we know, Rick. Um, yeah, like our drummer you know. in our buckshot. <laughs> he's also when Grace dies falling, and he's he's that one time 
during a f- drum fill, vomited all over the, the place. Like, during the drum fill, he's vomiting as he's playing the drum fill all over the place. So, I mean, I, that's pretty disgusting. I mean, that's, and then there, there was another time we're filming a video for Buckshot Facelift in the uh, Comiskey Park bar, and he vomits on the floor right next to my foot where I'm standing. This is a small as you, you know, this is a pub, right? So it's a small, tightly packed with a pool table. No, no, yeah. they moved the pool table. And maybe they didn't move the pool table. I don't fucking remember. But there was people there, and there's puke, and there's nowhere for me to go. So that's outrageous, and that's Sal. That's our drummer, Sal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's the thing compared to him. And I know, I mean, I know somebody who's literally gotten naked on stage. Like I'm, I'm, I'm pretty yeah. tame compared to some of my. My my uh, friends here in New York, <laughs> you know what I mean. I just kind of every once in a while, you know, back back in my twenties, long before COVID and all that sort of thing, when I was much younger, I I I would take a sip of water or take a sip of beer and spit it up in the air like Pantera or Iron Maiden or somebody, because um, that's what you do when you have a big ego, even though you're playing for fifteen people in a nightclub somewhere on a Monday night, and. Um, uh, that that I think was probably pretty. Looking back, that was pretty arrogant and disgusting to do. But uh, but yeah, I don't I don't have I don't have much much in the way of outrageousness. Okay then. So can you tell me why we should check out Reeking Aura? Well, can you read that the train uh, the train and my dog barking at the same time. It's like we're in the middle of the eighteen so sixties or something. That was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Rick's dog is barking at my train, and we're in different states. That's so cool. <laughs> All right. Um, the why somebody should listen to Reeking Aura because it's not a super group, but it is a collective of um, musicians with uh, a, a history and a legacy that we've invested a lot of time and energy into. And it, even if you don't like it, um, uh, you know, you can know that we've invested our blood, sweat, and tears into this, and um, we are all in this band, death metal and extreme metal lifers, who take this very seriously. Man, this is a reflection of uh, of of of, our, of us and our art, 100. percent No, no trends, no anything about it. That's that's what I would say. Yeah, uh, and also if uh, you want to get your teeth kicked in too and listen to our album, it'll do that as well. <laughs> I survived 50 years with my teeth, eh? Okay, so um, what was the last song you heard, listened to? What was the last song you listened to? The last song I listened to was, um, actually, it was track two from this this album. I guess it's the title track to this album, The Great Below, by a band called Caven, uh, K-V-A-E-N. They're on... Uh, Black Lion Records. It's it's like melodic black metal. That was the last song that I heard. It's it's pretty pretty good. The the last, the last song that I heard. That's kind of tough. Um, I just bought a record. Uh, Hobbs Angel of Death. Oh yeah. Um, oh. I think Australia, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but but uh, it would it would be the last song on the last album that uh, he recorded before Hobbs passed away. R.I.P. And to, to their 2016 album I just purchased, and there's like a bonus seven inch that comes with it. So I guess side B of that seven inch would be the last song. Unfortunately, I can't recall the name off the top of my head because I just started listening to that album this morning. But um, phenomenal, Hobbs Angel of Death. If you're into stuff like uh, 
Hellwitch or um, uh, Annihilator or any of those like really technical thrash metal bands thrash that are kind of proto death metal. Yeah, hundred percent recommended. Brilliant. Right. So now it's just five questions, either or either. Yeah. So the first one is vinyl or digital. Um, both. Is it? I mean, I like them both, but if I have to choose, I'll choose uh, vinyl. I'll choose vinyl just because I like to. I like to collect it. Uh, wrong, Rick. Vinyl. Vinyl. Absolutely. Every day. Festival or small intimate gig? We're we're over. Well, I, I'll speak for myself. I'm over 40 now. Small intimate gig. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Although, you know, I, I wouldn't mind playing a couple nice, huge festivals. So, yeah, not yeah. Per either. Performing yeah. at the festival, yes. Attending Going the festival. A small intimate gig. I might need a nap and a shower if I went to a festival. Yeah, I know what you mean, man. <laughs> okay. Pizza or beer? Pizza. Mm, beer. Beer. Because you could always get some other type of food. I mean, you're going to miss pizza, but yeah. Yeah. Cannibal, cannibal corpse or carcass? Carcass. Mm, nothing personal, but I'm going to have to go cannibal corpse. Sorry. Sorry. I know I know the mellow death uh, carcass turns a lot of people off, so you know. I also like um Swan Song, so what are you gonna do? You know, I mean it's obviously not the same as Rika Putrefaction, but uh, you know, it's still what it is, you know. Give me carcass. Give me carcass. Yeah, right, last one. Joe Biden or Kermit the Frog. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well I'm, well, I'm gonna go Kermit the Frog right off the bat, man, because yeah, I'm sick of all these me. real life, real life politicians, man. I, I you know, you I'm know, not gonna get political, but yeah, I'll I'll take Kermit or any or any Muppet right off the bat, man. That sounds fun to me. It sounds yeah, like a nice, we, pleasant switch from anything. We don't usually get political around here, but I mean, this current state of things. I mean, anybody's. I mean, it's it's Kermit the Frog. Absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. All right, final words for your fans, our viewers, and listeners. Um, fuck the world, support underground death metal worldwide. Yeah, yeah, listen to all our bands, that's it.